0: my round the ball I wanna kill everybody walk oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, welcome to Bedlam Bodies and the Bazaar where we have a passion for the unknown and a desire for the truth. I am Jennifer with my co-host as always Brittany. Say hi hello there hello. Uh, today's show is about haunted hospitals Uh, so let's begin with our missing person segment that we start every show with so on this episode of our missing person segment i want to quickly cover the issues plaguing the women of indigenous or native american heritage and hopefully pique your interest so that you will find a way to help but first some facts First, homicide is the third leading cause of death among native women who they are murdered at rates more than 10 times the national average, according to federal data. That is, that is frightening. In Wyoming, where Gabby Petito, her body was found, only 18% of indigenous female homicide victims get any coverage. If you're white, however, there's a 51% chance you will have some form of media coverage. There's a saying that goes, when an Indigenous woman goes missing, she actually goes missing twice. First, her her body vanishes, and then her story. So we're hoping to eradicate part of that with this little tidbit today. So NBC Dateline also did a, a small segment on the missing murdered Indigenous Native women. Uh, And I just took a couple to highlight how how obscene and absurd all of this is, that just because you're born of one ethnicity, somehow your life is not newsworthy, your disappearance isn't important. It's just, it's insane to me. So we have Kimberly Iron, age 21, Billings, Montana, mother of three. We have Selena Not Afraid, age 16. Uh, last seen near Billings, Montana. Faith Lindsay, her case is really interesting. I do encourage everyone to to look into it a little bit because there was a legal technicality about how Indigenous people are prosecuted by the United States, allowed her boyfriend to get away with her murder. There is currently a $5,000 reward for any information leading to her body uh, anyone with information should call 800-522-8017 or email tips, tips at osbi.ok.gov. Sabrina Rosette, 33, mother of two. They're fairly certain they know who did it, but they aren't releasing anything about this case, nothing. Anyone with information is urged to call the Williams Lake Royal Canadian Mounted Police at 250-392-6211 or Crime Stoppers at 800-222-8477. Jermaine Liz Morgue, I hope I'm saying that right, also known by the name Jermaine Charlo, was last seen June 16, 2018 in Missoula, Montana. Any information should be directed to the Missoula Police Department at 406-552-6300. Olivia Lone Bear, 32, mother of five. The FBI is seeking information in this case and offering a reward of up to $10,000 that leads to the identification of those responsible for her disappearance and death. Anyone with information is urged to call -call 800-CALL-FBI, also known as 800 225 Five three two four, or file a tip at uh, tips.fbi.gov. Ashley Loring, having runner, age twenty in Montana. This was really interesting to me <clears throat> because in 2020 there was a documentary film called Blackfeet Boxing, Not Invisible, and basically it's about the Blackfeet Nation Boxing Club, which opened its doors to girls to teach them how to protect themselves and fight fight for their lives. Every year, a walk is held in Browning, Montana in honor of Ashley Loring, heavy runner, and other missing and murdered indigenous people. Anyone with information in her case is urged to call the Salt Lake City FBI, which covers Utah, Montana, and Idaho at 801-579-1400 or 800-call-FBI or tips.fbi.gov. I just find that, uh, really interesting that they felt they had to open this boxing club for this specific person or the, you know, these specific people. Like that's how, that's how prevalent it is. It's just disturbing to me. Um, Cheryl Lynn Jaquat, I think it is, 65 of Oklahoma. She has her own Facebook page. Uh, anyone with information should call the OSBI cold case unit at 405-330-6724 or email cold.case at osbi.ok.gov. And lastly, we have Monica Bursier-Wicker of North Dakota. There is a Justice, the number four Monica page on Facebook and a $10,000 reward. Anyone with information is asked to call the Brown County Sheriff's Office at 605-626-7100. So today we are talking about haunted hospitals. And so Brittany, you're gonna tell a cool little story about your haunted hospital experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nothing
1: too terribly exciting, but a little bit of backstory. Uh, My mom passed away very unexpectedly uh, just before COVID hit. Um, So in February of 2020, um, she had, had a massive stroke while she was driving um, and uh, this was just days after my nephew was born <laughs> and I was pregnant at the time too um, I was like 23 weeks I think along um, and I finally when I was induced I um, for uh, for my baby, um, we were in a hospital room that had automatic lights uh, for the bathroom. So if anytime you would go into the bathroom, the lights would just automatically
0: turn. Like a motion on. sensor.
1: Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> strangely enough, there would be times where neither myself or my husband Kyle would be near the bathroom at all and the light would just come on. And, you know, even when we would have the door shut uh, to the bathroom, the light, you there was kind of like, not quite glass, but you know, like um, opaque uh, like glass panels for the bathroom. And you could see that the light would just turn on. the more interesting part was so I was in two separate rooms. They have a birthing room and then um, and then you have your uh, recovery room and where you stay for the rest of the um, the rest of the time that you're there with the baby. And and that also happened in that room as well. <laughs> so it both um, in both the rooms like the lights would just kind of like randomly turn on. It didn't really seem to have kind of like a a pattern or anything or anything that and and what's interesting too is that the layouts of the rooms are, ex, are completely different um so it wasn't like oh okay maybe it's just we're moving a certain way <clears throat> and triggering it um <clears throat> so the strangest part and so we were joking that it was my mom my mom got to my mom was a labor and delivery nurse and she was there for the birth of my two my, my two oldest children and. Um, <laughs> and so we were, were jo- like we would always say that that was her um, kind of coming and over, like watching over me, just to make sure. Um, you know, I had had a really complicated pregnancy. Um, that was why I was induced, and then um, so I, so I had gestational diabetes, and because of that, my baby—it's oh, the worst. Zero out of ten. Yeah. don't recommend Do it. Interact, don't ever. Recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Do not recommend. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so after I had had her, um, because of the gestational diabetes, she was having issues with keeping her sugars stabilized. So we ended up in the hospital. She had to have an IV and they were having to prick her feet constantly. Like poor thing. I'm just ugh so awful just the amount of pain that they have to go through
0: um and then well you're already they, emotional you got hormones yeah. giving birth and they're like right. sticking your baby like yeah and then it's like oh i didn't get a good enough stick, so
1: i have to like poke them again I'm, oh yes. this is the worst thing yes. to see and yes. and it's and again too like a baby with an ivy is just it is so sad. it was in her little arm and she had to have like a board strapped to it and
0: oh and, yeah you know,
1: she yeah <laughs> well you yeah you know
0: Hell and
1: yeah um, so yeah, so they were stabilizing her sugars that way. So in our hospital, they let you stay as a courtesy. So if, if you know, like I was cleared to discharge, but um the baby wasn't. So they let you stay um for as long as the baby needs to be th- I think, I think within reason, like I think like a couple of days or whatever. Right. And so then so the night that I was discharged and I was sleeping in the room and stuff like that, um. Kind of have bangs, <laughs> and so, um, when I was a kid, and even as an adult, like my mom, anytime we would be sleeping at her house, my mom would always have to like come in and check on us and make sure we were breathing, <laughs> and all You're of that. Her babies, yes, yes. And and there, and we would always joke, she was an RN, so it's like I think it's just kind of like a requirement that you have to have like super cold hands, oh. and so. It was always the best. Like whenever you would have a fear, I'd be like, "Put your cold hands on my face." Or when I was in labor with my with my oldest, I was like, "Put your cold hands on my face. Your icy cold hands of death. They just feel so good." <laughs> That's awesome. what you would call them. And and but it was so weird because um. So the night, so the night that I was discharged, and I was still but still in the hospital, I woke up to the feeling of somebody like brushing my bangs out of my face like it felt like it was my mom <laughs> you know like do like doing her thing where she would just like brush her brush my bangs out of my face to like kind of like stroke my forehead and it was just the like weirdest thing because again it just it was just that you know
0: that kind of that familiar sensation of just you know of, of something did that, you like, realize right away that that was not like something that should have occurred because you know a lot of times people if they know it's their mom or their cousin or their roommate wherever it they just accept it as that and then later they're like wait a minute there's no way that person was there there's no way I forgot they died in that moment I forgot that they moved across the country whatever so did you right did, you, did it did it occur to you at that time at all or were you just like oh mom's brushing my bangs away cool yeah like well so it occurred like after I would woken up out of the sleep like it was just
1: like oh and I was like a mom and then I'm like wait wait and then because it was like I'm sort of a sensitive sleeper depending on the things that's happening but it just it like as soon as I woke up I was like that wait a minute I'm in the hospital mom's dad like that was weird like I know I felt her hand just brush my hair out of my face like what what is going on and then the next day I um I was sitting um I like went to the bathroom and I got back into my bed and I was just like I don't feel right I said to Kyle I was like I don't feel right at all and then like my I started like kind of (laughs) it wasn't quite a seizure I guess but it was just um actually reading my records apparently it was a symptom from a migraine that was causing me to have like full body tremors and stuff like that so i have I've put had my migraines blood... i
0: have not had a full body tremor from any of them and yeah i had yeah i had no
1: idea when my blood pressure had spiked but i never lost consciousness consciousness so they didn't consider it a seizure um so it's like a seizure-like episode. I don't know.
0: but That's it what was, each of us say so they don't have to pay for it. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, um, but I feel like it was just kind of her visiting me, like, you know, kind of saying, like, I'm here. Like, it's going to be scary. You're going to be okay. But it's, you know, like, you know, you need to... take good care of yourself and and so it was just a yeah very uh, like it was it was nice because I hadn't had I hadn't felt much you know of her like spirit or whatever you know around me for the most part um we I was induced at the end of May so it was about three months after she had passed away um or like three and a half months and that was (laughs) like two and a half months into COVID (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we couldn't leave the room like at all um so we were there I think a total of, we were there from Wednesday until the following Monday so it was like almost six days so yeah so that was my my experience in a hospital um with just oh very odd occurrences but I do I think that it was I really truly believe that it was my mom and interestingly enough too um that was the same hospital um that her body was transported to um when she had passed and it was the same day that my brother was going home from the hospital with his baby
0: um wow and yeah he got kind of a perfect storm there going
1: oh yeah well he had left um to because they had forgotten something so he like left to pick something up and then as he was pulling back in he noticed an ambulance pulled up to the lower level which is usually where the uh, like morgue is and stuff but didn't think anything of it cuz at the time we didn't know that my mom had passed away right. and um and yeah and it was just and it was so funny too like another really quick side note then <laughs> uh, but it's like did your show take as many side notes as you want <laughs> thank you <laughs> so so she, it's just so weird. Like, I feel like on some levels, like I feel like she knew that she was going to be passing away very soon. Why do you think that? She was just very, like, she's very, very content. And, um, you know, like just the happiest I had seen her. Like it just, she felt, she had this like feeling of, like she felt like her, like things were just complete. For her, Mm. like, you know, my brother was finally in a happy relationship and, um, and I don't know, like, I feel like the things that used to bother her just didn't. And, and she just seemed a lot more at peace than I had ever seen her. And, but so (laughs) my mom was watching over, um, my brother's house while um he and his um partner were in the hospital having the baby um she also had gestational diabetes she it was induced early (laughs) i know and then ended up in the hospital for well one because her induction took forever she poor thing like they started it uh wednesday morning and then she had him like just after midnight like friday into saturday (laughs) pass uh, yeah thankfully she didn't have to have a c-section so she didn't have to deal with that like recovery too which is on top of everything else and that like especially since my mom died like three days after like i'm like <laughs> glad that she didn't have to deal with that kind of recovery on top of you know
0: So do, your br- do you think your brother saw your mom in that like do you think that ambulance was your mom yeah it would have that would have existed. Exactly it would have had to have hers. been yeah Because it's,
1: well, it's the only hospital in the county. um, And and the time was exactly that. And another like kind of weird coincidence, like of her kind of like watching out (laughs) for everybody. But um, I feel, so she was taking care of his house while uh, they were in the hospital and stuff. And my mom had turned their heat way down Because she didn't, because nobody was staying there. So she didn't want it, you know, be like, yeah, you know, running up a huge bill (laughs) and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was 50 degrees and this is in upstate New York, you know, it's 50 degrees in the house. And it's just just like not warm enough for a newborn baby. (laughs) I was going to say it's fine
0: for me, but yeah,
1: you're right. Newborns
0: are not tolerated. Right. I know.
1: No. So, so they, so my brother and his girlfriend got home from the hospital. Um, They, it was freezing. So they're like, we'll just let the house warm up. We'll go, you know, we plan on seeing your mom and dad anyway, like your mom was going to come over anyway, after a doctor's appointment. um, So we'll just do that. Um, You know, we'll go hang out at their house um, until she gets home. And not long after they got there, The sheriff shows up at my dad's, at my mom and dad's house, knocks on the door. My dad would have been by himself had they not gotten there when they did. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and, yeah, my, like, they were kind of taken aback. My brother's ex um, has some issues and they thought that it might have been her. Related, like, yeah, related to her. And then, and then as soon as my brother's, partner heard like them say my mom's name then she took the the, my brother's two older kids Mm-hmm. Um, she took the older kids upstairs. I was like, oh, why don't we go upstairs for a little bit and stuff like yeah. that? And and it was just kind of like Ugh. so it was just kind of like, you know, had my mom not done that, <laughs> yeah, know, she
0: they my dad would have been by himself
1: when yeah um, when the sheriff showed
0: up. So, so yeah, so mom yeah. had to turn down the thermostat to make them leave to make them go and be right. with your dad at the right time. Yeah. I was just
1: like, (laughs) just my brother always has these like weird kind of like weird luck. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it good luck because it's usually like, I don't, well, maybe it's like our whole family does (laughs) because, um, I remember another time, like really random side note and then I promise I'm done, but, uh, (laughs) we were, my mom and dad had rented a cottage, um, on a lake or it was on a river, like feeding into a lake, but, um my brother was driving separately and we left kind of around the same time and all of a sudden my sister calls because my sister is going to be there too my sister calls me and it's like hey you know our brother is like broken down on the side of the road um you know like do you think you can stop and pick him up you know, and I was like, I see him right now. Like I am literally passing him right now. Kyle, stop the car. Stop the car. That's <laughs> awesome. Stop the car. Yeah. Like it was just insane. Like the fact that, you know, we call, she called at the exact moment that we were passing him. is just, you know, just this, all these funny little things that just tend to line up and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we had something like that once uh, my sister-in-law Uh, got in a car accident Mm. and we were driving down to see the in-laws yeah you know and visit for the holidays and we got stuck in this gnarly traffic that was just like you know you had you it had to be a bad accident right like nobody is moving it's a huge interstate that's the only thing that can happen although one time we did get stopped for a manhunt only in Florida but (laughs) that's Florida yeah (laughs) I mean That's what happens. You go to Florida, you roll the dice. So, uh, so we're stuck in this awful, awful traffic. And, um, my father-in-law calls and he's like, Hey, your sister-in-law has been in an accident. Can you, you know, her car is totaled. I'm going to have to drive up and see how I can help her. If you're by the area, can you Mm -hmm. make sure she's okay? And I'm like, I guarantee you, she's the reason we're in the area this very minute. <laughs> she's the reason for the gnarly traffic. I understand. It did yep. end up being like a some absurd number of car, like nine, 11 car pile up or something. Oh my gosh. And she yeah. had this crappy little neon. And of course, it was totally crappy little neon. But yes. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I've had really a traffic, crappy little like, neon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, of course, we're like, of course, she's the reason that we're doing zero miles per hour in the middle of mm-hmm. the distance. Yeah. So I oh, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Funny. Yeah. Funny
1: coincidences like that.
0: Yeah. That was, that's awesome, though. Well, yeah. I hope you don't have to go back to the hospital anytime soon.
1: Yeah. No, I am done having babies. So <laughs> I won't be going back for anything like that.
0: Just... I was going to say, there's more than one reason to go to <laughs> yes. a hospital. I mean, I know that's your main reason, but yes. you can yes. go for other things. And let's hope that doesn't happen either. Yes. Oh, Okay, so we're supposed to be talking about haunted hospitals. Yes. Um, Okay, so we might have Connie and Richard, so that's good. And I Mm -hmm. will talk about uh, my haunted hospital experience. Um, Mine's not as cool as yours because I only investigate places that are like derelict and no longer in service. And I think part of that might (laughs) be like... If it's an operational uh, hospital, they probably don't want me and all my cameras, like, chilling in the hallway and stuff, you know, privacy and whatnot, so, yeah, yes. but I will tell you, I went to a hospital that is, unfortunately, no longer in existence, Um, and I say unfortunately for many reasons. First of all, uh, it was on a show, which is also no longer in existence, but- the show caught a full-bodied apparition downstairs. Oh, wow. In this, in this hospital. Uh, so it's haunted. I mean, period, end of sentence. I think it would be very difficult yeah. for anyone to go in there and be like, you know, haunted schmonted.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the other reason is, is that every time that they have tried to fix this hospital into something else, the construction workers leave. Every time hmm. no one has been able to complete any form of renovation on this since it stopped being a hospital. Wow. And if you go, anytime you go, and I've been there a handful of times, mm-hmm. um, it's always in different stages of repair because one group will leave and the property owner's like, no, seriously, you have to finish this. And another group will come yeah. in and be like, you know, what's this? We can finish. There's no ghost. We can finish this. And then something <laughs> happens, and they're like, peace out. And then we're back to where we started from before. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So as far as I know, it's still half renovated. Like, I think they were going to make it condos at one point because why wouldn't you? And then uh, I think it was going to be a rehab center. And I was like, while I'm all for rehabilitation of of all kinds, I don't think you want former drug users Mm -hmm. in a place where sober people see things that aren't solid there. Like I don't, I think that could be a hindrance. I'm not an expert, yeah. but I'm thinking people who yes. see, who hallucinate on a somewhat regular basis, don't need to be dealing with full body right. apparitions. I'm, I'm mm, not in no. charge. Just my <laughs> opinion. Just
1: my opinion. Yeah, no, no, not not the wisest. What decisions. do I know? <laughs> no.
0: right. Nobody asked me my opinion. So, uh, right. so it's it's a really great place to investigate. That they are trying to force into something more functional and i i get it you don't want this derelict piece of land to just sit there and rot away and the only way right. to make it functional is to rehabilitate it into something else i get it but when you're having this mm-hmm. much problem you might just need to rethink some things right. and on that note i mean i was speaking with richard today and he's a lot of the a lot of the tours that he gives he takes the money that he charges and he gives it back to the property owner. Or, you Hmm. know, if the historical society owns it, he gives it back to the historical society. Mm -hmm. And so they use that money to fix whatever they have to fix, you know, remodel whatever they have to remodel. It's kind of like a a cycle. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, as I told Richard, and I tell anyone who who cares to listen, if you deem a place haunted, you will make money. Even if you never (laughs) open it to a tour, even if you, you know, even if that's all you say, like, if you're a restaurant, you just say, yep, we're haunted. People will buy a $50 plate of salad on the off (laughs) chance that they will see something. Yes. Saying that you're haunted is cha-ching. I mean, off the bat, I I fail to understand why other people don't, why other businesses don't follow this model and that being right. haunted seems to be some sort of like stigma of shame because yeah. I want money. Like if I thought people would right. pay $50 to come in my foyer, I will absolutely tell you my house is haunted. It is. Right. But I mean, <laughs> like, come right. on. so all this to say, like, there are ways that you could make money off of a derelict building without forcing it to be a condo. And condos are the bane of, of all existence anyway, but yes. (laughs) Anyway. So in my investigations, I've had many cool things happen at this particular place, which is no longer in existence. I have a video of weird lights in a stairwell, and these are not, they simply can't be like passing car headlights because it's a stairwell. Those are not things that are you know, open to <laughs> how a car beam would get through a building and and into a stairwell in a hospital would be right. I, I don't understand that kind of physics. I mean, granted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot like of
0: reflections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, this is a, this is a derelict building. It's not like there's mirrors and lights everywhere. I mean, and it right. looks kind of like is going to cheapen it but it looks kind of like a disco party like there's all these <laughs> like flashing colored lights you know oh, wow. like in different spots and it's very very cool and i just there is absolutely no way in god's good earth that there that there is a logical explanation for why there's like a discotheque in the in a stairwell in a hospital like it yeah. just <laughs> like what is this <laughs> exactly exactly we got a um a shadow um it starts off looking like an orb which i hate for the record i hate. hate orbs yes um it's usually dust or a bug (laughs) yes dust, dirt debris and uh but the weird thing about this particular one is that it if you follow it it actually changes into like a ribbon and then fans (laughs) out into like a i don't want to say like a shadow but it's like a puff of something and it stops right at the door the doorknob and then it Mm -hmm. just goes through the door so it's (laughs) very it's very weird I don't know that much dust that changes shape and like stops and then goes forward. Like dust is usually kind of breezy in one shape and one direction. And this did not have any of those characteristics. Right. Um, We got probably the best evidence we got that I can think of is that we have a video. We have two videos, I believe, of a shadow coming out of a wall running down the hall and going and through another wall and we have two (laughs) variations of this at two different times um which again i really can't see how that has some sort of logical explanation and there's no there's barely any power to this entire building right i mean they have they have like one power strip upstairs and that's it that's your power source you got everything here you can't just like go room to room and plug stuff in so how I would get a shadow in a place with no electricity so there's no lights right can't can't explain it don't know how to explain it right um there was like you would be able
1: to tell your own shadow
0: like from other like a (laughs) person's shadow like somebody said they thought it looked like a dog And honestly, it's a shadow. Like, I don't like some shadows, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. But this is like a black blob. So I don't know where they got dog from, (laughs) but whatever. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. (laughs) So um, there is a photo. I didn't take it, but I have seen it of uh, another group, I guess, that did an investigation. And the photo you can see, it's just amazing. It's like there was this weird time warp, and you can see these people in the gown, like surgeons, like in the gown Mm -hmm. with the mask over the operating table. I mean, it Uh. looks, I mean, it's like some kind of weird flashback, but not fully because you can still see the windows and you can see, you know, where the, you know, the cracks in the floor and the wall and all that other stuff, but you can also Mm -hmm. very clearly tell that there are doctors standing around an operating table. It's incredible. It's the most amazing piece that I've ever seen. And I don't believe it to be forged or or tampered with Mm -hmm. just because there's no motive for it to be tampered with. Like this isn't a well-known picture. They haven't published it everywhere and said, hey, check out this awesome photo that we took. Mm -hmm. Like I know about it. I know one other person that knows about it. And you would think, if you were going to go to the extent to, to fidget with it in some way, to alter it in some way, you would, right. you would blast that baby everywhere and be like, look how awesome this is. Right. But there's none of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's an, an incredible piece of evidence that I am not convinced to see in the light of day. So hmm. why, why go to that extent if no one is ever going to see it in my right. opinion? I mean, that just seems, yeah, you know, right. So, <laughs> I will tell you, um, there's a there's a hospital in Tennessee, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. They charge quite a bit of money for an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, different people have gotten different levels of evidence. Hmm. I will tell you, the first time I went there, I got almost no evidence, and it's really actually interesting. It, the, my lack of evidence may be the evidence. Hmm. What I mean by that is. Um, I have DVR, uh, you know, a DVR box. I have an SLS camera. I have seven or eight infrared cameras. I have, I have a father-in-law who buys me ghost hunting equipment for Christmas. So that's great. I know. I don't have to spend a dime and I have all this lovely equipment. Yeah. And so, uh, the first time I went there though, all of it messed up. I didn't record, I did not record almost a single full minute of evidence we were there for probably 12 hours and i got i got a lot of fuzz i got a little bit of a picture every now and again but almost nothing i mean almost nothing wow that's the only time it's ever happened that's the only place it's ever happened that's interesting right so i'm kind of like all right that's very strange like I am not above saying that I am not a technical guru. Like, I would love to if someone could accuse me of, like, f- f- fudging evidence because I have zero technical yeah. skills. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't, I cannot do that. So, you know, I'm not above saying I have yeah. to plug something in wrong or maybe, you know, I don't, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm not above saying it was a technical glitch. That said, though, I still right. have all my other investigations where it worked perfectly fine and i did the exact same thing. Yeah. Like so i mean that was kind of happening. Yeah. right. Like why this one time? Why this one investigation at this one point in time? I'm not saying right. it, you know again could i have screwed up technically absolutely but it's weird that i mean i'm fully capable of, of doing it every other time. Well, right. Who knows. I mean, right, exactly. Like I was drinking at that point but you know, <laughs> whatever. So yeah you know but other people have gotten some good evidence there um I have gotten some interesting evidence there I had a spirit box and we were in the nursery Mm -hmm. and um the group I was with I was leading them and I was kind of encouraging them like hey um it's the nursery why don't we sing twinkle twinkle abcs whatever and we did kind of like we got a kid laughing coming through and um you could hear stuff like you could hear kids responses right and you know i never i'm not a huge fan of the sb 7 because its whole point is to pick up radio waves mm-hmm. so i always sort of take that with a grain of salt like yeah could have been a radio the, commercial yeah is that? Is that the one that like it it blasts
1: through radio channels like mm-hmm. very very rapidly okay
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, the big thing is if yeah. you pick something up, it's because it went over sev- the course of several channels, you got a response, a one word sentence or what, you right. know, whatever it was. It went over the course of several radio frequencies instead of the one second that it hit the radio frequency. So right. in theory, if I got a kid laughing, you know, ha ha ha, then, it, then that was over the course of several radio frequencies and therefore yeah. not a radio. Yeah. Free, you know, not a commercial or whatever at that particular yeah. point. But I'm still always kind of hesitant unless I get something loud and clear and mm-hmm. very obviously over multiple frequencies. Right. I'm always kind of like,
1: mm,
0: mm, yeah, we'll see. Right.
1: Because and that's the thing, too, is it's like sometimes there are some radio stations, you know, where you can kind of get it like I know locally we have some where it's like there are two different channels that you can get it on, Mm -hmm. you know, like 99.9 and 100.3 or whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, so that it's like, they're close enough. So kind of that number in between could still probably catch it. So it's like, okay, well, what frequencies, you know, if you can record the frequencies at it too, then you can know like, okay, I know it wasn't the same station that's on two different frequencies
0: right um and that's why a lot of times like I'll switch to AM because AM is right few, you know fewer and further between they're yes. not gonna have m- as much music I think AM is almost all talk at this point yeah like, I don't think you remember but I don't know if you remember back in the day like FM was like oh, hard yeah. rock and AM was like light rock but I think it's all talk Yeah. You know? so I try <laughs> yeah. to do it backwards and I try to do it through AM so that way that kind of stuff is lessened you know like i'm right. not gonna have the shock jock coming through saying weird yes. shit at random right so <laughs> but i still you know i'm still grain of salt every time something comes through the sb 7 that's, you know not mind-blowing in my not to discount it but i don't think i put as much weight on it as mm-hmm. i do some of my ev- other evidence so <clears throat> i will say one of the more interesting things that happened and i don't even know if i got it on camera or not We were in a room Mm -hmm. and a ball um, kind of like rolled around the room at random. Hmm. Right. And so it wasn't a straight line and it wasn't a perfect circle. Like it would just go to one person and roll back and then like roll to another person Huh? You know, That's the other crazy. way <laughs> it was very strict. And at first I didn't even notice it. Like I just figured someone that I was in the room with must've kicked the ball. Cause you know, right. You know, me a true believer. So <laughs> I, you know, and then somebody was like, no, wait, watch the ball. And I'm like, okay. And like, I'm watching and I'm like, Oh wait, no, this is I'm
1: like, hold on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like this is legit. There, there is, it's just moving. It's like a little kid would bring it to somebody and see if right. they would do anything with it. And then, all right, you suck. And I'll take my ball back and I'll go somebody else. Will you play with <laughs> me? It You're was very, very <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's different levels, I guess, of, of evidence to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I There's different management there. There was parts of it that were so moldy. You couldn't even go in there. It was just, oh, yeah, you could like the church. What Dangerous. do they call it? Like the chapel or whatever, is that what it's called in the hospital? Mm-hmm. So yes. that, that was the, mo- that was the moldiest part of all time. And oh, of course gross. I'm like, that's the part where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I mean, you could, on your way down there, you were like, a lot of people didn't even make it all the way down there. Cause it was just so disgusting. It was just so yeah. filled with mold. Um, the other, the other thing is that you would hear a lot of like banging on metal. But because it's in the South, I put almost no weight on that. And we had that at the hospital that I went to that doesn't exist anymore. There was a lot Mm -hmm. of metal um, making noises. And it could have been, you know, depending on who you ask, Um, the person that I was with and the show that had been there previously were like, oh, the metal, they're responding to our questions. The metal is a response to our questions. Hmm. I'm like, we're in the South. It's 40 degrees overnight and it's 80 degrees during the day, which means that metal is contracting and expanding right. constantly. Like, yeah. I am not buying this as a response to right. anything quite, other than you yeah. know, heat and cold. But there are plenty of people disagreed with me on that one. <laughs> so that will leave yeah. that one up in the air, I suppose you can say. <laughs> so um, There's there's one I want to go to. Is it in Tennessee? It might be in Northern Tennessee, Mm -hmm. Uh, but has zero power going to it. Zero, no electricity. Yeah. Which is, makes investigations hard because my SLS and all my DVR infrared cameras don't run on batteries. That needs to be Uh, plugged in. Yeah. So the only thing I can come up with uh, and my father-in-law has has sort of evil genius this is like we're gonna rent an RV and we're gonna get a generator oh, and smart. we're like gonna do all this stuff and I'm like this is a little bit much for a haunted <laughs> hospital investigation but you know and plus I don't even know how many hours away it is I mean mm, right yeah so Wishful thinking <laughs> I mean it might be worth it the other thing is that like So the old South Pittsburgh hospital, when I went there, actually, every time I've been there, it's been under different management. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other thing you have to remember is that some of these places change hands a lot, yes, a lot. And so you have to know who you're dealing with, you know, what are their intentions, their motivations, you know, is this someone that I want to be associated with? Yeah. The are they a Scooby-Doo villain? <laughs> <laughs> Rip the mask off. Right, of exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's, that's, you know, and you don't know what every owner is going to let you do and not do. Right. I right. mean, because I, there's some places where, like, I know of one place around here locally that I will not call out in, in public, but they know who they are. Um, (laughs) and they charge like $500 a night for an investigation and they have zero evidence. None. Mm. No one has ever come away from there saying I caught a picture. I caught an EVP. Right. And when you do the research on the place, there's no reason for there to be anything paranormal. Nothing has happened there, but they're still very much pay your $500, see what you can get. And you won't get any. We all know this. Yeah. So those are the things that you have to sort of, why are you doing? Are you doing this because you want to save the building? Because you like, you know, the paranormal? Are you a fan? Are you a supporter? Are you in here trying to make your quick buck? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there was one, there was a group that uh, owns the Old South Bisper back in the day that stole all the equipment out of it. Like, there were cameras installed. It was going to be, oh like, a live feed. I mean, yeah. they just stole thousands of dollars worth of equipment and then hit the road. Holy cow. Right. So, obviously, not <laughs> someone I want to be. No. You know, that's not where I want to hang out. There mm-hmm. was another owner who um, never, like, never paid any of the bills. So, the the county or the state or somebody, like, bought it back. Like, mm-hmm. auctioned it off. But before, she knew the, the doors were sort of closing in on her. And so mm-hmm. she was telling people like, hey, come get your computer that you left here. Hey, come get your stuff. But she, but like the sheriff standing there with the keys to the place, like, no, everything that's in there is ours now. You, you don't get your stuff. Go put your stuff oh, back. Sh- so she like screwed so many people, so many people. So again, are these, why are you in this? Why are you doing this? You know, right. and right. I mean, when Richard and I were talking today, because he took over, he's got another site now that he's managing. He's got a mm-hmm. hotel, he's got a train depot, and he's going to have a house soon oh, wow. that, he's, that he's managing all these investigations. And I told him I'd be happy to help him, you know, whatever he needs is fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, he's like the people who had it before him, the reason he got it was because the people before him, two of them showed up drunk. There's no like um, there's no record of ticket sales. Like people are just wanting walking in, handing cash and doing their thing. Oh geez. And I'm like, people definitely want to know where their money is, where it's going, what's going, what it's going to. Like, mm-hmm. once they give it to you, they're not done with it. They want right. to know, you know, they want their money's worth. They want to know that it's going somewhere yeah. good. Jeez. Right. Yeah. And so whenever you hear about these this turnover of management you have to go well well, what were they doing with it what were they doing with Mm it? what were they doing you know so these are all things that you sort of have to another balancing act when you when you investigate these places is do I want to be associated with right do I want this great evidence absolutely but yes if, if I hitch my name to this name and this name disappears yeah or in in a case yeah. that I know of went to jail, um,
1: you know, people are gonna know, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, you were part of that, you were part of that group. Yeah. I'm not I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not touching you yep. nothing. So guilty by association kind of absolutely. Thing. And the paranormal community, quite frankly, isn't large enough to uh, to get away with that kind of stuff. I mean right. there's probably very few communities, you know, in any profession that is big enough to get you know that you can get away with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean this one I feel like you really have to you have to be extra careful you know Mm -hmm. just because of the weirdos that are that are out there and that are joining every day for who knows what kind of (laughs) reason or purpose or or what have you Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's people that will likely join because they had a paranormal experience recently. Great. Welcome aboard. We're happy to help you. Mm And there are people that are hearing this podcast that are like, oh, money, money, money. Mm -hmm. No, find, find a different way. There are many ways, please. You know, and that's always a big complaint with um, people who fake evidence. Yes. Good evidence out there. You don't have to fake it. Exactly. Plenty of real stuff. Go. It'll probably be quicker and easier for you to get off your butt and go to a, to your nearest derelict house and get some evidence than it would take for you to fiddle faddle on the computer and generate something and make us look bad in the process. So. Yep. Soapbox done. No,
1: I completely agree because it's like, okay. So it makes you that quick, butt buck. in the short term however like you know what's the point if you know it just kind of crumbles you know and then you just lose all credibility and and even it it becomes like a boy who cried wolf kind of situation where it's like oh no i actually got this really good evidence this time right Mm -hmm. at that point you're like (laughs)
0: right i mean i was watching one the other day where the guy um it, it seemed legit the, the evidence that I was watching, mm-hmm. but whoever was hosting or, or whatever, was assembling this, this video <clears throat> montage of evidence was like, yeah, but he got called out for using strings in previous yeah. videos. And so I was like, well, then, I mean, this stuff looks legit, mm-hmm. but if you start out using fishing wire, right, when you get to legit stuff, this is what happens. Yeah, It looks legit. It seems legit but uh, do we believe you at this point right you know you've lost the benefit of the doubt
1: right yeah yeah and then nobody's gonna want to give you any kind of money
0: (laughs) like and you know i always tell people that context is crucial like you know why are you filming this normal people don't mm -hmm. walk around with a camera in their hand the hell of it so why are you filming this or if yes. you're claiming to be filming for TikTok, why can I only see like one third of your body? Like, exactly. Like, come on. Yes. So context is crucial. And if you have a website that's devoted to, you know, upselling Etsy, but then you have this one weird thing, this one weird video. Okay. that's that's positive because that's not your that's not your bag you're not in it for that you're just like hey this is really weird check this out also please buy my earrings so (laughs) like that's different than someone who is not a part of a group who suddenly stumbles across all this paranormal happening you're like yeah you sure dude you just Mm -hmm." "Hmm?" one day happen to stumble across all this amazing paranormal footage even though this is what right. happened to you day and you're like okay all the ghosts just decided to come to you on tuesday and, yes. and be like hey buddy let's be friends now <laughs>
1: right yeah exactly like
0: um <laughs> you're wow, you luckiest, must be the luckiest person <laughs> yeah you're the luckiest or the unluckiest sov ever in the history of this yes. time that all of the yep. paranormal community flooded on you right as soon as you were open to it amazing yeah amazing yep. yeah, awesome exactly
1: that concludes this episode of Bedlam Bodies in the Bazaar thank you for joining us and we hope you will join us for our next episode take care be kind and keep seeking the truth bye now won't you listen dearie while I say how can you tell me that you're going away don't say that we must part don't break my aching heart